Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey there, welcome to the program, and uh, welcome to the, what, 29th of May, almost June. And it's a Tuesday, even though it feels like a Monday, and that means my sister Susan is here. Hello, Suze. Hi, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? It's uh, much better. Uh, for uh, somewhere in the middle of the night without a crashing storm, appropriately uh, temperatured weather showed up. Oh, I had no idea where you were going. Appropriately what weather? What did you say? Temperatured weather. Jesus. It's what been so hot. Appropriately temperatured weather. Well, it's very hot here, too, and it was hot as hell in Green Bay, beyond belief. Right, right. Well, and hotter yet in Chicago, and and it's a, and I when I walked the dog this morning, it was a beautiful, you know, just sort well. of airy, cool 60s morning. Okay. All right. Um, Hang on. It should be blowing your way any day. <laughs> I don't know. I think we got a lot of rain in our forecast. I'm not sure. Who the hell knows? I think I'm due for almost another month off. I, I was thinking on the ele- in the elevator on the way up here <laughs> that, so what have I done? I've done March, April, May, <laughs> three months. <laughs> I'm good for three months, I guess, before it just starts piling up and I can't take it anymore. I'm I'm really, I, I got to. Also, give yourself a restorative no, couple of weeks. No, I can't. I got to, I just. I I have to learn to stop being so, I don't know, taking things to heart. That's what it is. Taking things to heart. I have to be... You have to, right. It's not good for you to ruminate. You have to... uh... You have to be able to let it go and experience joy in life nonetheless. Or you're doomed. I know. I just... It's just... Okay. So... um, can I just start though? I have to, Suze. I have to. Um, lots of things to talk about, as usual. There's never any dearth of things to talk about. Um, I, well, I just I, I bought a shirt in Sedona that said "Speak less." Speak, <laughs> speak less. Uh huh. I wear it, and everybody grins. Yeah, I think they'd grin a lot if I wore it. Yeah, speak less. <laughs> Speechless. That's what I am sometimes these days. Anyway, okay. I I interrupted. Go. Okay. So I I got home from my travels uh, uh, yesterday around dinner time, and uh, and by the way, you know, no travel, no trip anymore is without <laughs> unexpected adventure. It it really isn't. I mean, it's just beyond belief. If a trip it goes as scheduled, I am I'm almost in shock because it just doesn't happen. So well, not if you have to change planes, it doesn't. Well, this wasn't even changing. <laughs> this was so odd. I <coughs> I found a direct flight from Pittsburgh. I'm finding a direct flight from Pittsburgh to anything but a megatropolis is is almost impossible. But um, I found one to Milwaukee, which I hadn't seen in ages, and um, I booked it, 
And then um, the day before, as you know, you try to print out your, your boarding pass, I couldn't find the airline that I was booked on. It hadn't occurred to me to ask what airline it was, and it was something I'd never heard. It said it was J-1. <laughs> Have you heard of J-1? No, Lynn, you, you, you're you terrifying me. You need to be careful, yeah. Okay, so I, I finally found a phone number. I called, and I was told, oh, yeah, that's one jet. And... That sort of rang a bell in my head. And yeah, it, I've heard of one jet. You'd have? Well, yeah, it's something. That's what they got. <laughs> it's, well, I actually saw two of them, so I, they, 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 they have at least two. And I, um, I had booked a flight on one jet before, which had startled me because it was a direct flight from Pittsburgh to. Albany, New York. Whoever heard of that? So they're picking up all of these abandoned routes. I guess, but a week before I was to take that trip, they canceled the flight. <laughs> so that's yeah. that's where I heard of them before. And I thought, oh, no, I went and booked on them again. So anyway, I, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, here's what their business model is. They have little, like what are private jets. It, the jet, I, I ended up on that jet. It was, uh, there were five passengers, four, five passengers on it. And there were six seats. And there were two pilots, two women. There was no uh-huh. flight attendant. It was a little teeny weeny jet. Well, you were on a private jet. Yeah. So that was sort of cool, and I. Well, it is cool if you know to bring your own, you know, soda and and. No, on the way into the jet, they gave you (laughs) in the when you're walking down the corridor to get on the plane, they had like a whole snack shop. Take whatever you want. Okay, so and I of course had already bought stuff, but I said, oh wow, wow, that's great. So on I went, and and bango, if we didn't, you know, land in. Milwaukee, like that? No, they're they're fast, those little things. Yeah. But see, here's the thing. If you can get over flying in a tuna fish can, it's really neat. Yeah, it was really neat. Here's the thing. The next day, they told me they'd canceled my return flight. (laughs) (laughs) Because you were the the only one on it. Yeah, because I was flying on a holiday, on Memorial Day, and you know what? This must be mostly a businessman thing, right? If you're going Monday through Friday, right. I think the odds are pretty good. Who, who knows? Anyway, um, so they canceled my flight. And so I had the, the private jet-like thing one way. And on the way back, I had to scramble then. And I did find another regular flight out of Milwaukee. So I, I drove my uh, rental car from Green Bay to Milwaukee yesterday. And when I get to the Milwaukee airport, I see that my flight on a on United Airlines to Chicago has been delayed. Delayed so much that I'm not making my connecting flight to Pittsburgh. 
So now you have to drive to Chicago. No, I didn't drive. I was driven. So I ended up on a bus. I ended up on a bus. That they that which they provided. Yeah, they gave me a ticket to the bus. And the bus was going to O'Hare, but what I didn't know is it stopped at every little cross. It, you know, we I think finally we're on the highway, we're on the where we're going, we're going, and then his his little clicker thing would go up, and off we'd go. Um, we stopped in Burlington. Who knew? We stopped in uh, Racine. We stopped in Kenosha. We stopped in Waukegan. So I was thinking, this is, this is interesting. So I came on a private jet, and I'm returning on this big old bus. It did, <laughs> on a streetcar. Yeah. It, and it all worked. It worked. I got to O'Hare in time for my original connecting flight, which I would not have gotten. But, my God, you've got to constantly scramble. It is it's something. So anyway, that's my that's my story. Big deal. I made it back. Um, so when I came back, I'm you know my my newspapers had piled up, and I started looking through the local paper that I had missed, and I'm so glad I did because there was an obituary that I would not have seen, and it broke my heart when I saw it. But I needed to see it, and I need to share this with the audience, Susan. For all I know, you might have um, been on when Harold called. For the, uh, Harold from Whitehall, ladies and gentlemen, a caller that I hadn't heard from in a long, long time, but one of my favorite callers. You know, if I have a stable of like, you know, 10 callers in, in the 35 years I've done this, Harold in Whitehall is one of them and uh, there it was and I didn't remember his last name but there was his face I met him once and it said Harold and and Burkoban Burkoban Jr. and then under it it said Whitehall council member and I thought oh my god it's Harold from Whitehall Susan this guy god I loved him he would call. I'm he, sorry. Yeah, but let me tell you about him. He he used to say, this would be in the 80s, I think. The 80s? Eh, maybe the 90s. He used to say, what this country needs is a Great Depression. And... That was his response to what he saw as the, you know, unnecessary sort of sense that everything was hunky-dory when he didn't think it was, when he saw that things right. were not going well. And he, and, and he also thought that people, people spent too much, people didn't have a sense of community. He yearned for days when, when something like a Great Depression made people realize you know, the importance, what was important, what was not, what was necessary, what was not. And he, right. oh, he was just a good, good soul. And um, 
And the obituary, which was, you know, one of the featured obituaries, so he got his due at the end. His son is quoted as saying, I think his main passion was community service. And he was, you know, on the council of this little town, village, Whitehall. And um, he was famous for uh, saying always, the best committees are committees of three where two of the members don't attend regularly. <laughs> a lot of people feel that way. Yeah, right. I'm not sure I agree. Right, right. Just get out of my way so I can get things done. Right. right, right. right. But they say here that he was responsible for putting up the sign that says, Welcome to Whitehall, if you guys ever go into Whitehall, which I don't. And he, he was always this sort of, I mean, he, he would not have called himself a progressive. He just was. Um, so he headed the boys' baseball and football leagues. And in 1972, get this, Susan. In 1972, he started a girls' softball league in Whitehall. 19 Yay. I mean, really. Okay. How forward? Th- I mean, What? No one was doing that. And he, right there, you can see, there's Harold. Again, his son's quoted as saying it was a life well lived right up until the end. And the son also, though, said something so funny. He described his father as, quote, the antithesis of the grumpy old man. When I always loved him because I thought of him as a grumpy old man. But his father, the son didn't, I think what the son meant was that there might have been, well, on the radio he had this sort of crusty exterior. Right, but he's, his, his son is just seeing him as a guy with a heart of gold. Yes, exactly. A huge, huge heart. And Well, and the part that he probably knew was a guy that liked to crack jokes and was fun to be around, you know. Yeah. And here's another progressive thing. He might have had a different persona on the radio. Here's another progressive thing he did. He also, when he was on council, advocated for residents to place rain barrels along their homes to collect water to help the environment. What a good guy. Harold Burkoben, or Burkoben, I don't know, Burkoben, I think, a herald from Whitehall. <laughs> I want, you know, I thought of him every once in a while. I just did, and because I missed his voice, I missed him. And uh, man, I'm just saying that's uh, we lost a good one there. That's a good one, and that's a guy who made a difference. So we need more of him, not fewer. Yeah. It doesn't take much, and I have to say it's a hell of a lot of fun. What, I mean, to, I, to I, be in government? That's what I tell anyone, that the best use I ever made of my law degree and the most fun I ever had with it was serving on a school board. Yeah. And you don't need a, you don't need a law degree to do it. It's just that they allowed me to use it. Yeah. No, I mean, a law degree is nothing more than education, so you had knowledge. Right. right. No, but one of my favorite and best educated and uh, and uh, most diligent uh, long-term school board p- 
people never even went to college, so it has nothing to do with it. Which is no, brilliant. No, 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 no. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so I came upon there, there was something also else in the paper, and I'm not going to get into the why and wherefore, but it, it it there's a plaque right down the street that mentions it too, and it's just the oddest thing, Susan. Um, it was right here in Pittsburgh, right down the block, that the country of Czechoslovakia was made, was created. I'm not kidding you. How much sense does that make? Oh, yeah, Czechoslovakia, yeah, that got made over there on Smithfield Street. I know, it doesn't well, make any it sense. it doesn't make sense. It makes about as much sense as Ned McClellan writing the Libyan Constitution. Remember oh. that? Remember him? <laughs> yeah, I do remember Ned, and he wrote the lib for Gaddafi? Yeah, because he ended up uh, spending some time teaching at the London School of Economics, and his sons were there, and they became friends, and they were enamored of Ned. Jeez. And that's so Ned, <laughs> Ned, Ned did the Libyan Constitution and taught you how to make beef uh, rarebit or something. No, no, he taught me how to cook, though. He yeah, taught you how to cook. And he had a weird finger. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> weird things happen in weird places with weird people. Yeah, That's I know. All I, can things, tell I mean, you. who things happen? It just says <laughs> 100 years ago, Pittsburgh was the scene of a. Yeah, it was called the Pittsburgh Agreement. It was a one-page document, and it outlined the unification of the Czech Republic and Slovakia into one nation, Czechoslovakia. It was something they were afraid to do in Europe because they might get killed, but they came over here and uh, and did it here, and it, it held somehow. It ended up working. Czechoslovakia, which now does not exist anymore, right? Does Czechoslovakia Right, exist? right. Well, I think it's under a different name. Is it? Wait, Czechoslovakia was, isn't that Václav Havel? Yeah. Oh, God, who can keep up anymore? Well, anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, so where did Czechoslovakia come from? Eh, Pittsburgh. That's where it came from. Don't ask me. Odd. So that's what happens when you read the paper. So, um... I want to talk a little bit about the uh, this wonderful 23-year-old uh, guy in Paris who saved the little kid. Who, who Spider-Man? Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope everybody's Man. seen the, the video. It's a guy just scrambling up the side of the... It is. I it mean, just, you know, climbing th through air from balcony to balcony to reach a dangling child. Yeah. It was amazing. So he's 22 years old. His name is... In an illegal... It was the... Totally I mean, illegal. Call here an right. illegal immigrant. Yeah, yeah. He, he had no papers. He's a... Uh, He's a migrant from Mali who did the who managed to uh, survive one of those you know rickety uh, rubber boat crossings of uh, 
the Mediterranean, uh, getting himself to Italy, and then from Italy where he wasn't wanted, somehow getting himself to France where he wasn't wanted. And he was just there like thousands upon thousands of others waiting, I guess, to get deported because that's what happens to them all. Walking down the street, saw the kid dangling four stories up and um, did his bat, his Spider-Man thing. And so everybody says he's a hero, he's this, he's that, he's granted, uh, you know, immediate, uh, he's got his papers, he's got a job, they're going to train him to be a firefighter. The, uh, Macron invited him to the Elysee Palace, uh, you know, so now this guy who in every who just walking down the street before he did it would be considered, you know, a someone who was some uh, uh, something stuck on the bottom of your shoe. Yes, exactly. Something stuck on the bottom of your shoe was now a great hero. And I just want to say my heart breaks. My heart breaks. So the message, I guess, to all well, of these the poor... Well, the selflessness of the act, because, I mean, I'm glad it turned out that way for him, but in all places, in all times, it might not happen that way. That's true. So he was not only risking his life, he was risking his life, and neither one of those occurred to him. No, he just did he the just right thing. He acted. Yeah, he acted. He's just a he said he saw a child. He said he loves children. force of his humanity. Right, right. And he himself, not much more than a child himself, 22 years old. So, um, and who knows? It doesn't say he's here with his family or his parents. He might be all... He was on a date with his girlfriend. That was in the article I read. Yeah, but I don't know if so. he came, if he made this, the hazardous journey that he made to get to France in the first place, if he did that alone or with people or who knows. Anyway, I just... You know, what, does every desperate refugee in the world have to wander around waiting for an opportunity to run into a burning building or, um, you know, scale some kind of a, you know, facade to grab a dangling child? Is, it, is that what they have no, to do? No, but it has allowed the activists in France to say, these are the people that you don't even want to, you know, talk to, give a chance to. You know, bother to at least interview. Unbelievable. <laughs> this is these are this is it. It's about as unbelievable as as our beloved president. Uh, you know, suggesting that it's the Democrats who are snatching kids out of their parents' hands. You know what? Okay, and I want to talk about that too. Um, and I want to talk about see. I got to stop looking at Twitter again because um, even though I see really good stuff on there. I mean, that's where yesterday I got the stomach punch. Uh, I saw it when I was uh, riding on the bus to get to Chicago. Um, Trump tweeting, Happy Memorial Day! Exclamation point. And happy, happy Memorial Day. Yes. Happy Memorial Day. <sighs> I, I must have missed his Happy Good Friday tweet. His happy Yom Kippur tweet, his happy, I don't know, what what kind of an effing fool is this? Happy Memorial Day. And then he said something like, happy Memorial Day. I'm sure all the dead, you know, veterans and stuff would be really happy to see 
how strong, and then he went into a thing patting himself on the back. It was the most despicable, disgusting, and totally Trumpian, there it was. And, and you know, I know veterans groups have been going insane over it. I mean, it's just happy Memorial Day. Doesn't, he simply doesn't. You know, and I just called him an idiot or something negative, and I wanna, I wanna, I wanna come back to I that because I, I don't think he is. It's a holiday, Lynn. Oh. So is included therefore in happy holidays, therefore, and hence, happy Memorial Day makes sense. And yeah, it means you get to go golfing again or something. Yeah. I don't know. Free. No I work don't day. Don't I even don't. have to pretend. I was actually struck, by the way, um, being in Chicago, which is almost always a happening, bustling, noisy place, even in quiet residential city neighborhoods. <laughs> and yesterday was silent almost all day, and things that are never closed were closed. And I and it was just sort of it just felt like a quietly reverent day to me, and I was and which. Uh, which made me, uh, if not happy, then content, because around here Memorial Day is Memorial Day. But it seemed deeply respectful to me. I was amazed. Well, yeah. There's other places you could have been where that wouldn't have been the sense you got, I don't think. But Well, it just I've might have been, you know, me and my own mood. But I, I was actually struck by it. So... The thing I want to say about, I have to say this about Trump, because of what you said um, with him tweeting after Happy Memorial Day, there was another tweet about how telling citizens to pressure the evil Democrats for um, snatching children from... <laughs> what? I mean... You look at that and you don't even know how to how to reply. It is, it's an absolute lie. It is something he and his administration are doing. He's saying it's awful. <laughs> He's blaming it on Democrats who have no power in the federal government to be doing anything, let alone snatching children from their families. And the thing is, is this guy is getting worse and worse and worse in terms of his, his lying. It's getting worse. It's well, one, because one it works, and he can. I mean, you, you've heard his philosophy of life on tape, you know, because he, he can do it, so he does. Okay, so here's what so I, I want to say. Here, I mean, how many, what are we up to as of like a month ago, 3,400-something 3, lies? So, and, and nothing happens. And the people that he wants to believe him, believe him. And he can say okay. anything. So I want to I wanna say this. I want to say that, and this is why I think I might need another break. <laughs> I, I want to say that I don't know, seriously, seeing the damage he can, has done in what, 18 months? Is that how long? Yeah. The damage he's done in 18 months. 
and knowing that he's going to be there at least another what? At least another, let's say, six. That, and, and maybe two and a half years more. I really you think... You know, I'm hearing a growing resignation that he's going to get a second term. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think he... The United States will be finished. I mean, I really think we are watching him destroy our country, and I can't deal with it. Uh, there's a quote in the New York Times today from the historian John Meacham who actually absolutely says this, and this is when I said, I really got to stop saying Trump's dumb because there's a, well, what Meacham calls it, the diabolical brilliance of Trump. Diabolical brilliance. And I think we've got to note it. He is evil. He is, that's what diabolical is. It's essentially evil. Diabolical and brilliant at destruction. And his strategy, which he is open about, of lying, of disinformation, he learned from the Nazis. He learned from Goebbels who, and Hitler. Who, there's a quote Hitler says, if you're going, you know, this, if you tell a lie, tell a big one, tell it often, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, and they'll believe you. You wear them down. And think that's what he is doing. So right now you got to figure about 30%, maybe more, of our, the citizens of this country don't acknowledge that all this crap he's saying is a lie. They believe it. Or 40%. It, it might be 40%, right? And he is going out of his way. There was a tweet today where he talks about, he says something like, sorry, but I have a lot of things to attend to. I have to this, that, 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 all these sort of presidential things. Uh, so I can't talk about the lying, you know, witch hunt and how they should be, uh, how it's the Justice Department, the FBI, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, and he names all these people and institutions who should be investigated and probably jailed. Now, I got to tell you, he is taking us down and we're just sitting here. I uh, know, it's like it's like watching, you know, one of the cartoonish villains in the in the superhero series. I'm reading it to my grandson yesterday. I'm going, "Gee, that one looks just like Donald Trump and he's trying to do the same stupid things, and it seems to be working. You know. Well, I mean, we I, saw we, that we it worked. Someone to pluck him no, no. out of there. No, no, we saw that it worked with Hitler. And I'm not saying he's going to end up doing exactly what Hitler did, but he is doing what Hitler did in terms of disinformation, and oh, we no, are absolutely. seeing, we are seeing, and scapegoating of dehumanizing whole populations, of making, of getting rid of complex arguments to complex problems and boiling everything down to one thing. You know, it's those immigrants. It's, he's, he, you just, you, you have some, you know, what he, 
identifies as the evil people. Hillary, lock her up, lock her up. This one, that one. And it works. It worked for Hitler. We're no different. It's working here. And I really think Republicans in Congress, I think of them now as nothing more than traitors to the country for aiding and abetting this destruction. And I just, I can hardly bear watching because it's working. You think we're going to get things back together again after the damage he's done with this deep state crap and all the other stuff? Rudy Giuliani was very open about it the other day. This is our tactic. It is our tactic. What is going on with him, by the way? I mean... Yo, you tell me. He, he, seem, he seems vaguely senile. I know. He seems like he's sort of not with it. I agree. I mean, really not with no, it. No, I agree. Because and the, the stuff that's coming out of his... I, doesn't I, even make sense. I, I know. I might not have always liked him, but I, I thought that he was shrewd and smart. And yeah. he's not shrewd or smart. Doesn't seem so. But he's bought in totally. And so you got these two 70-plus-year-old... Uh, lunatic, narcissist, New Yorkers, right? And they are doing a job. And Giuliani was quite open about the fact that we're doing this sowing distrust of Mueller's probe, of the Justice Department, of the FBI. As a tactic. As a tactic so that when they say that Trump did this or Donald Jr. did that, they won't believe them. That's right. We're taking them down before they get us. And he's it's an old open. Attorney. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's an open he's open about it. They're taking down Well, it, it just worked in the Greitens case in Missouri. I mean, and it is just an old standard defense attorney thing to do. What's not standard is to get out there and 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 you know and smirk as you disclose the tactic that does make it somewhat less effective one would think to say we're lying but that's the tactic yeah he just flat out says we're lying and did you see what happened he went to the yankee game yesterday he got booed <laughs> i mean noisily like by everybody <laughs> i mean they said yeah the uh, public address they were talking about whose birthdays it was or something and it was rudy's 74th birthday and former mayor rudy giuliani and the place just thunderous booze so (laughs) so much for america's mayor oh dear so i really i mean i have to admit i'm sort of um, I'm frightened. Well, you bummed me out, Lynn. I was actually cheery this morning. I'm sorry. I took this nice, refreshing walk, and now I'm suicidal again, so thank you. Uh, I'm sorry, but my God. I think we're kidding ourselves. And the midterms, if the midterms are not a huge uh, turnaround, we're dead. We're finished. It's over. Well, I'm, you know, this, you did see that the Supreme Court uh, refused to hear the. Um, uh, abortion case about uh, it's the, so I can't I can't even think of which state it is, but no, uh, will be 
uh, I think it's Virginia, will be allowed to, uh, the, the medically induced, you know, like, so pills are banned. What? Uh, Planned Parenthood. Oh, yeah. Well, what? it goes back to the trial attorney, too, so that Planned Parenthood could prove how many women would actually be damaged if this goes into effect. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. There is a case that was... Um, where the state, and my police have, is someone looks this up, um, where the state had uh, introduced one of the most restrictive abortion bills around and had basically banned um, uh, medical abortion. M- medically Pills. induced um, uh, abortions. Yeah. A pill. Right. And uh, it was um, Planned Parenthood sued and. Uh, um, the trial court found in favor of Planned Parenthood. The state appealed to the circuit court. Circuit court um, found in favor of the state, state. but stayed but stayed the um, legislation pending the appeal uh, to by Planned Parenthood to the Supreme Court. Today, the Supreme Court refused to hear it, which means that the ban gets lifted. But it does get remanded to the uh, um, by the Supreme Court, remanded to the uh, trial court to determine whether indeed women would be harmed by the by the you know what what uh, Planned Parenthood is asserting. It's giving them a chance to prove it, which you know is proving it's Arkansas. You, it's, I think it's Arkansas, but it's sort of proving a negative. I mean, you have to. Yeah. Figure out how many women go well, through that would not, you know. Make no mistake. Uh, I think uh, they are they are really, uh, this is another thing that uh, the Trump administration is going to do. They're going to take down Planned Parenthood. Well, they're trying. They're doing a hell of a job. They really are. Um, going after Title X uh, funding for uh, Planned Parenthood will destroy Planned Parenthood. Title Ten is well, money. Destroy a lot of other. Well, Title Ten is mean, Title Ten money doesn't go in any way toward abortion. It does not. No. It goes it toward. Goes it goes toward. Um, uh, this is how poor women uh, access medical care. Yeah. No, it's, it's how it's they get just, uh, attack, cancer screening. It's a how they get forward attack on poor women. Yeah. Period. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, if you pay attention, how you're not in despair, I don't know how. I don't know. Hey, Suze, there was this thing in the science section Uh about how to reduce the risk of food poisoning. And I read it, and I want to tell you, I'm not, I'm going to forget I read it, okay? Because. What, you don't eat? Yeah. I mean, no. (laughs) If you You were like. You don't eat or you boil your food to death. I mean, if you were cooking, it it makes the uh, the act of cooking so time consuming and onerous and fraught with terror that you just wouldn't do it again. I mean, I can. They talk about washing this. You know what? You have to wash. What did I know? Doubly sure. I mean, you know, wash your vegetables. Wash your vegetables. Sometimes I do. I have to admit. Sometimes I don't. I'm still here. But doubly sure you wash 
These are some fruits I've never washed in my life. You have to be doubly sure you wash cantaloupe. Why? You aren't eating the rice. <laughs> I gotta wash a cantaloupe? And they're talking about scrubbing. And Yes, it says doubly sure. First of all, this is after they come up with, and even if it says you don't have to wash, you damn well better wash. Uh, wash melons, especially cantaloupe, anything with a rough skin, before you cut into them, lest you transfer nasty organisms from the surface of the fruit to the flesh within. Oh, give me a break. Exactly. What do you so think that's our what I thought. I thought, for? screw that. I am cutting into a cantaloupe. Ha ha. I'm cutting into grapefruit. I'm cutting into you that know stuff. What? Go I'm, lick that rind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I am. I'm going to lick it. Son of a bitch. Just, and this isn't even Susan. I'm not even starting. Oh, and I'll here's. I'll tell the, you what's bad for your health getting a poop cess specimen from your dog for the vet. That's bad for your health. <laughs> the rest of it. <laughs> no, that's easy because you're picking up his poop oh, all the time. God. Well, no, it's getting a urine I'm specimen done. that's hard. It's getting a urine specimen from a dog that's hard. You gotta, you know, woo, 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 woo. Wait, wait, wait. Like impossible. I've never oh my God, you can't imagine. Poop. Oh, and speaking of poop, listen to this. This is the same article. Listen to this. Everybody who says, oh, I think I got food poisoning. I was so sick. We went to this restaurant, but so-and-so still had, but I don't know. I, you know, you, people say that all the time. I think I got food right, poisoning. Right, 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 right. And they're saying, eh-eh, odds are not. First of all, a lot of the stuff that really gets you sick takes as long as two days after you've eaten it for it to make an impact on you, or up to 10 days after you've eaten it. Something like E. coli and stuff like that can take that long. So, sorry, so, guys, you've all just had too much to drink. It wasn't too many <laughs> hot dogs at the barbecue. <laughs> That's right. You had too much to drink. Just admit it, okay? But listen to this, Susan. Listen to this line. I, I, I read this while I was eating... My granola and yogurt. Listen to this. Uh, okay, they're getting, they're scaring you with an E. coli can take up to 10 days before it results in bloody diarrhea and possible kidney failure. And if you want to know how efficient your digestive tract usually is, eat a cob of corn. I was just going to say eat my, my, corn. My, yes! <laughs> and notice... How long it takes before undigested kernels appear in your, they don't say poop, they say stool. And I'm thinking, what? I'm supposed to eat a cob of corn, which in fact I did this weekend. And then every time I poop, How long did I'm it supposed take? to like what? Inspe I'd rather get a piece of specimen from a dog. I mean, this is ridiculous. No, no. I, and by the way, I have an easier way to do it. Eat to eat a beet, and then have a heart attack. <laughs> what are you talking about? What do you mean? Because, because they die 
your your stool bright red. You think you're dying. Oh, right. And then you remember, no, I oh, hate no, it. Oh, no, I hate it. Okay. I personally not one who, like, <laughs> longingly looks at my stool. Every time I've been to a doctor and he says, and your stool, and I think, what do you think I am? I get up and longingly look at my shit. I am not looking I at my shit. I would say 99.9% of people do. And, uh... And as a matter of fact, I babysat my grandson yesterday. I'm not going to say. No, but, but anyway. he might be into it. But as an adult, you're sitting there looking at your poop? Do you? You look I at your poop? I usually check it out. Well, you should. You're supposed to because oh, it, holds, it holds the secrets to your inner oh, health. Oh, God. Fooey. <laughs> Who brought this up? Here's what I learned when I was away on my last sabbatical. There was an article about that. That if your poop sinks, what? You know, you (laughs) want your poop to float. If you have poop that floats, you got some, then you're eating right. Because that means there's a lot of fat that's being extracted. But most, as the guy who told me that, he said. And or you're eating a lot of fat. Or hydrogen or something. If you, uh, I wonder why no one's calling. Um, okay. <laughs> it's too early to have the giggles. <laughs> no, but listen, I'm not done with this. Okay, so after they tell you to, like, eat corn and look for kernels in your poop for the next 10 days and then and, and wash your melons, wash your cantaloupe, wash everything, it also says... Don't wash raw meat, poultry, and fish in your sink. What the oh, hell? Oh, yeah, never. It just, no, what? no, no, no. That's a, that one is known. You just cook it to the proper temperature because you're just spraying. You aren't getting there much cleaner, but you are spreading the germs that was on the poultry all over your sink and kitchen, so don't do that. No, I think they want you to go outside and put a garden hose on it. You're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Place on the hood of your car. It's like, you know, it's, it reminds me of my mother-in-law's turkey recipe. Oh, right. First you get yourself some cotton black thread. Then you tie your legs together. <laughs> then you butter your breasts. <laughs> you tie your legs together and butter your breasts. Sorry, I'm really, I, I apologize, I really do. <laughs> I know, I'm crying, are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, we're such pros, I Lynn know. and I. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, okay. And just one more thing, I know people take great, they say, well, you know, all of these, you know, like that romaine lettuce thing, it came from some, you know, big operation, and oh, my God, so I've got to buy. I'm buying at the farmer's market, local local stuff. Yeah, where they where and, they don't wash their hands. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so that's what it says here. So you can see somebody who's reading this and, like, just totally thinking, oh, my God, oh, my God, everything. Oh, my God, it's a wonder I'm not dead. And then it says, and don't assume that because the food was locally grown or from a farmer's market. It's okay. 
Large producers operate under strict rules to prevent contamination. Small local farmers may not adhere to the same. No, and they got, you know, their dogs are going out and peeing on the produce. (laughs) (laughs) But it's organic. (laughs) Well, so I'm just saying, I mean, I read this and then Uh. thought, Screw you! Just screw you! I am not washing a cantaloupe. Or a grapefruit. I mean, I'm here to tell you that germs and bacteria were definitely in the paleo diet. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Unbelievable. Which is why I don't subscribe to that either, but anyway. Oh, it's nonsense. Everything... Everything's oh, nonsense. I can't stand it. I go into the grocery store and now there's a paleo aisle. <laughs> I start looking for, you know, oh, is there someone that's more than 0.4% Neanderthal? <laughs> <laughs> oh, get well, I'm glad we laughed, even if it was whatever. See, there is still laughter in the world. Well, or that was... Or is it hysteria? Yeah, I was thinking it was more like hysteria. <laughs> Oh my no, God. we can, we don't use hysteria, especially as women, because you, you, that that'll be used against us. Oh yes, women, as you know, just because we have histers doesn't mean we're erical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, Jesus, Susan, <laughs> my Lord, are you okay? Somebody call 911 and tell him to go to <laughs> Okay, I'll be okay. I'm sorry. I haven't had a good giggle in a while. <laughs> All right. You've got to stop. Okay. Uh, Gather yourself, girl. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, how can I possibly talk about any of the rest of this? I like laughing more. It's all just so depressing. I can't. Oh. Go ahead and try. Really? <laughs> no. Let's see what we can laugh our way through. <laughs> oh, well, maybe we could. Okay. Here's one. Maybe we can laugh through this. Here's okay? the news. The lighter side. Okay. Go for okay. it. Okay. Let's try this one see if we can laugh. Headline. ACLU sees a grave threat in Amazon's facial recognition. This seems to have possibilities, don't you think? No. Yeah. I mean, for laughter. I, yeah? I do think it, but it depends. If I am walking on my hands, I look like a totally different person than if I am upright. And I discovered that in Pilates class when I went backwards over a barrel, saw myself in a mirror, and thought how great I looked. Susan? What's <laughs> <laughs> Somebody call 911. I'm not kidding. You're not quite right. <laughs> what does that have to do with? Oh, oh you didn't Facial recognize yourself. Yeah, I see you were recognizing yourself. And you say you look better. Yes, you I look, look better upside down. because of gravity. Down. Down. So my point being that your face changes, Lynn. I'm looking for the. You're, there was a, something to do here. Yes, a little bit. There it. was. There was. Anyway. Um, I, who knew? Amazon has a, it sells an image recognition system. 
Well, so, so does the iPhone. I mean, that's what iPhone 10 is. Okay, but it says here, ACLU says, it's primed for abuse in the hands of government. Well, sure, we know that. Uh it says that Amazon is one of the first major tech companies to actively market technology for conducting facial recognition, and they're selling it to law enforcement all over the country. Um, and they're using it. More than 130 million Americans are already in the facial recognition databases that can be searched in criminal investigations. You think you're in there? Well, they already have my fingerprints, uh, so, you know, they can have my face. They probably um, have your face. You and, know, where they, you know, you they do have my face. You, you know where you, they have your face? When they you have go, your face on your photograph. You no, know, and from your passport. When you go into... And from, wh- from, I mean, and from your driver's license, right. from your ID. Right, and when you come into the country now, uh, customs is a lot faster because you just go up to a little, you know, computer... And you stand in front of it. It looks at your face. It looks at your and you and you get a green light. Go. I'm not kidding. So. No, no, I know. Okay. So, it said here that the New York Times used this technology covering the royal wedding, so that they were able to immediately say who those, you know, who the people were who were walking up to the church. Right. So they were using it for the guests. Uh, I mean, it's well known. That, and they say that it has been used by law enforcement and by amusement parks to find lost children. So, I mean, sure, it has some positives. But I've talked before about how Homeland Security is, you know, the thing is, the Chinese are already Well, TSA, it. I just went in to, you know, get my permanent, you know, TSA check thing. And, and um, you know, so I just willingly give all this stuff up. I give them my fingerprints, you know, I give them my face. I just give it to them, you know. Uh, with technology, yeah, comes redefinition of rights. And, and, and I have to admit, I'm of two minds about it. I know that they've got cameras all over New York and I can't help but hope that, you know, if some if some evildoer can be stopped or found more quickly because they're there, I I, I sort of don't mind. Um, evildoer? And I understand that that is, that is my own personal willingness to give up part of my right to anonymity. But it's no different than when we were talking a long time ago about the, uh, you know, the the aggregation of all of the that Im- email information that the NSA took and and how how they were looking for needles in haystacks, not haystacks. Mm-hmm. But listen, evil doers. What defines an evil doer? Whoever well, exactly. whoever is in control of the government at the time. That's right. So in Trump's America, an evildoer could be, yeah, you. (laughs) It could be anyone who is at a protest march. It could be... um, 
Well, there you did it. I'm not laughing anymore. No, there's no stopping it. It is what's upon us. But the fact that our government is now in the hands of people I consider evildoers, truly evil, um, this is when you don't want them having that power. So, yeah, there. Try laughing now. Nah, I'm cured. But it was fun while it lasted. Oh, it I was. I worked out. That feels good. Boy, Actually, good for you guys. <clears throat> you ought to try it. I hoped you were laughing along. We could be like Mitch Miller. You're in an. Are you stoned? I'm just asking. No. Okay. I'm happy. I. I. It's like the first right. week that I've awakened in my house, and there's nobody coming, and I'm not going anywhere. I haven't even unpacked from my last trip yet. Oh wow. Well, this is just me happy. Well, that's good, Suze. Um, and you got a grandchild on the way in a few weeks, huh? Uh, yeah, I'm on, I'm on baby watch. You are? Could it happen any minute? No, we got a couple of weeks to go, but, you know, this is the part where you start feeling like it. Could it could happen, happen any time. minute. I know, I'm sort of on pins and needles, too. Um, I know, I got a car seat fastened into my back seat yesterday, so... I was hey, in, ready to pick up grandchild number one mood. <laughs> you know, but here's the, here. did you see the picture? There's a picture of like a bus with every seat has a car seat in it. And it's a bus owned by Homeland Security. Oh, I can't even stand this. Those the, Democrats. So, I, I can't tell this story, but there was a thing where Ma, Mom and I were laughing so hard this set, this weekend that, um, but I think I can't tell. Oh come on! No, well, you no, no I just don't think it. No, but it, it won't be funny. Um, it, she has a, a vase that is a head. It's a it, it's a sculpted head and. She's always planted, you know, these green plants in it. Oh, that a look, plant that looks that like, look like hair. hair. On the top. So then it looks like the plant right. looks like the hair of the person. And I love those things, and so does she. And she pointed out to me how she lifted it up and shook it. And there's all of this water that's in the bottom of it. And she says, There's a leak in here, and I got all this water, and it's going to start. God knows what's in there. I mean, blah, blah, blah. And how are we going to get it out? And we, I said, do you have a, I looked at the bottom, and we couldn't figure it out. And we, I said, do you have a drill? And she said, I think maybe some. I said, well, just drill a little hole in the bottom, and it'll all come out. And she said, oh, well, I hate to have a drill and this and that. And so we, we ended up just sort of leaving it alone for a while. And uh, the next morning I come down and she says, you know what I did? I took the vase. I took it outside. I turned it upside down. And I tipped it over. I turned it upside down. (laughs) And let the water out. She said, wasn't that brilliant? And I, we started laughing. We were like, well, shall we? I mean, we, <laughs> but, but 
No, we're actually, actually, have we laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. And laughed. It you know, it doesn't seem that funny, but at the time it was. And then the problem is, is whatever made the water collect is such a small little thing that it's coming out that slowly, too. So we're still going to have to drill something in there. It's not coming out enough. Well, I'm just saying. Just take a, a large nail and a hammer and give it a couple of taps. But you got to be careful. No, the whole thing could shatter. No one wants to listen to this, folks. No, 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 no. I know, Um, but the whole thing could shatter. So who knows? Anyway, so it was just sort of like, oh, you want to get what? Turn it upside down. And that you wouldn't have thought of that. (laughs) I mean, sometimes you just are, are stunned by your own idiocy. Just beyond belief. Okay. Well, Well, as our dear father said, as I set off to college, I'm not as bright as my brother, and I'm certainly not as talented as you, my sister, but I have my own things. I was practical, and I would have turned that damn thing over right <laughs> away. <laughs> he actually said something like that. Well, Susan, you're not as smart as your you're not as smart as your brother, or you're not as talented as your sister, but we expect good things of you. What a... No, he said, but you have your own things. I said, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and there was a little silence, what? and then I think I got, I was practical. Right, oh, practical. Well... And I should just go to college and get C's. That was sort of what his... pissed me off. <laughs> well, he was wrong about a lot of stuff. Sweet old man. Okay. So, I guess that's it, Suze. Are we done? Oh, yeah, the dog's down the stairs crying, so I could let him out now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's it. All right, well, I'm sorry I laughed all through the show, but it felt good. I highly recommend it. That's okay. um, It is no problem. You can laugh throughout the show. It was good. It was good. I laughed, too. I laughed till I cried, and I was wanting to cry anyway. Right. But it's better to turn it into laugh crying. Yeah. Okay. But meanwhile, I do want to note that no one called and no one even emailed us during the show. That's a first. Well, that's not good. That means they turned off. I don't know. <laughs> I just want to apologize to everybody. Is this show really? Was it? Yeah, we're we sorry. Out? Yeah. Sort of. We are kind of. <laughs> not really. Okay. Well. Uh, bye. 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 Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.